Welcome to Backyard Philosophy, a podcast where a couple friends grab some cold ones, sit around the fire, and talk about science, philosophy, and history. Crack one open, sit back, and get a good laugh as we discuss everything from automation to why the meaning of life is 42. The age-old question, what happens after you die? Well, a lot of people believe you hold X to respawn. Today we're talking about reincarnation. I'm sitting here with a rum and coke. Mike, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing pretty good. I'm drinking some Court Horse Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And Nick, reincarnation, it's a weird one. I would say it's... uh... It's definitely an interesting topic. The weirdest stuff is the any it's you got to really weed through the the pages and in, in the videos and the podcasts about reincarnation because a lot of people believe a lot of weird things and a lot of people believe that they were someone else in a past life. And what I find kind of interesting, we'll, we'll probably get into this later, is how everyone who believes they were reincarnated as someone is someone famous. Isn't that crazy? Like, very few people think they're reincarnated as, like, a an English peasant. <laughs> yep, that is a weird coincidence. Don't know. Co- correlation does not always mean causation. But, Nick, yeah, I can't agree with you more. The amount of websites having healing crystals or selling healing crystals and talking about reincarnation was far too many. To find any history scientific research on reincarnation boy i was trying to find a needle in the haystack i'll tell you what yep so we're gonna get into it but this is definitely a hard one so if we forgot something let us know because i'm sure we did we had to really separate the wheat from the chaff here so since the beginning of humanity humans in some shape or form believe in some type of reincarnation even before the ancient egyptians But the idea of reincarnation that we know of in the modern society is generally accepted to arose in northern India between 1000 to 600 BC. I think it's important to note Hinduism has reincarnation in its belief system and is highly tied into the reincarnation system. But Hinduism is a very old faith and it's actually really hard to identify when even it started. I mean, historians believe it started somewhere between 2300 BC and 1500 BC, and somewhere over the ages it's been changing, it's been morphing, so where reincarnation came in, it's hard to tell. But for the most part, reincarnation that we know in modern day sense came around in the 6th century BC. This was the era of defining reincarnation. So... In and around 599 to 537 BC, Jainism, a religion founded by Prince... Sorry if I mispronounced this. I think it's Jainism. Jainism. Thank you, Nick, because I... In case you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, I sometimes don't speak very well. I'm very good at math. But speaking, especially words not native to my tongue, very hard to do. Yeah, because I know the people who practice it are Jainist. Oh. So that seems right. Okay. So Jainism, 
a religion founded by Prince Napatu Vardamana. Uh, he integrated uh, reincarnation into it. And around 563 to 483, Shadurth Gautama, better known as Bo- uh, Siddhartha Gautama. Thank you, Nick. I'm Boo. glad you're here. I'm not even drunk yet, and uh, already getting corrected. <laughs> but he's better known as the Buddha. Began teachings on reincarnation. But also, in the 6th century, this is where I love it, because I'm a sucker for Western philosophy. So, thousands upon thousands of miles away, a Greek philosopher by the name of... Nick, how about you pronounce this name? Because I'm over for 2 right now. Pythagoras? <laughs> you can't do Pythagoras? <laughs> Shut up. Like the Pythagorean theorem <laughs> that we all learned in middle Pythagoras school? Pythagoras had a different idea, but still reincarnation. And, again... Reincarnation comes in many different shapes and forms depending on what faith, religion, or region you come into. But going back to Pythagoras, Pythagoras thought the soul was immortal and after death could own another body or even another animal. And even my boy Plato was teaching Pythagoras' teaching. And that was in the 5th century, so much, nearly over 100 years later. And what Pythagoras was kind of teaching, and I think, yeah, what I what I think was interesting, and I think you might be about to hit on it before I cut you off, is you move up in levels, but in Pythagoras, as opposed to like the more the the Eastern teachings, you literally start out as dirt, like matter, like just soil, and then you go up a level, so you can be an inanimate object, not just an animal. I didn't know about the inanimate object, but I want to circle back to Hinduism and its karma system because I think that's a great where great spot to what you just said because I didn't know about the inanimate object and I want to touch more on that. But Pythagoras, he came up with a system, again, Greek not the best, my uh, Indian isn't the best, so uh, metemphasis, meaning a transition of a soul into another human being or animal, was kind of what Pythagoras came up with, and that's what Plato taught, that the soul is born many times over and even over a thousand years. But circling... I'm going to take a stab at it and say metempsychosis. That sounds a lot better than mine. Man, I got to keep drinking some more of this delicious bourbon. But I did not know about the inanimate objects. I know with the Hinduism, it has to do a lot with karma, which I believe, if I remember correctly, I don't have it in my notes, comes back from... Cree, K-R-I, which had to do with goodness or something like that. Uh, Nick, I think you might know more about this, especially I, I didn't come across the inanimate object. I'm quite fascinated with that. Okay, so this, if I'm getting this wrong, someone correct me, but from what I understand is that it's similar to kind of the karma system where you go up in levels and you start out at the lowest level and instead of the lowest level being like an ant or something, which would probably be what the lowest level of the Janus believe, you would literally just be like dirt or, and then you're a plant. Uh, it seems like you come up from Nick, let's be the honest, very though, it's beginning. your wet dream to become a tree, so. Well, I mean, I would love to be a water molecule and go through the entire water cycle. I think that would be just crazy fascinating. So wouldn't mind that maybe not for like my entire life 
just but that'd be sweet life of water for mark. like a day <laughs> not a day like it'd be cool to see it in like a you know a movie screen but just see how that water molecule moves track just that water molecule and as it goes from the plant as it leaves and then as it comes or as it goes goes up into the sky that comes down as rain somewhere else i mean and track how it moves around the world just that one molecule i think that'd be crazy getting off topic we were talking about reincarnation (laughs) (laughs) um yeah with uh pythagoras karma mainly uh based on your previous actions kind of depends on where you begin but you're saying how some systems of belief of reincarnation is everyone starts at base zero not depending not given on what your caste system is and i think this is important to note because i'll touch on it in a bit but different cultures and i believe even in hinduism for a little while your caste system birthplace also had to deal with your reincarnation but sorry didn't mean to cut you off there nick i mean that's that's pretty much it because let's see because basically what he was saying is that everything becomes something so nothing like nothing just goes away it kind of like essentially he was saying like nothing is created or destroyed and your soul moves from one thing to another and including you know, your soul can be alive in, in dirt or whatever. And so you can just keep moving through different things. It doesn't necessarily need to be something that we think as being alive. Which is kind of not wrong. I mean, all life forms are based upon dead stars. We quite literally, you, me, and everyone listening, have stars in them we are made from the death of exploding stars which is quite poetic and quite awesome at the same time but it is interesting to me how certain cultures associate reincarnation not human-based but solely on animal-based so it seems like reincarnation is you get one form of human depending on how good person you are it depends on what kind of creature you become whether it be a uh, tiger, a, a deer, a fly, that all depends on how good you are to the world. And I think it's also important to note that reincarnation, I, I think a big part between Buddhism and Hinduism, because they both are northern region around same time they get solidified, Buddhists kind of taught that changing states and reincarnation doesn't just happen when you die. I think that was a big part of his teachings, at least that's what I come across of. For an example, reincarnation as a child becoming a teenager is a form of reincarnation. So the child dies and is reborn, reincarnated as a teenager. I thought that was a very interesting terminology of using reincarnation as a change of state of matter. But then again, we have like reincarnation that I'm not sure which faith it is, but you can reach enlightenment through reincarnation uh, based on how good of a person you are in the world. Like if you're super good, like a, like a saint, you could become something more than human, something dignified, something glorious, something impossible for humans to rectify or identify with. But that kind of brings me to other faiths as 
we can clearly see even in the same northern region of india there are in the same set like to a couple centuries there are different forms of reincarnation reincarnation is very different across the entire world in british folklore spirits of fishermen and sailors are supposedly reincarnated as white seagulls and the incas all the way in central america used to think that the soul would return to its own mummified body which is why some inca tribes mummified the bodies hoping their loved ones their kings their priests their family members would come back and be alive again some european christians uh their traditions they thought the souls of unbaptized children would be reincarnated into birds until judgment day which is a lot of bird thing in madagascar like i mentioned with the caste system madagascar had its own caste system and different this kind of goes with different regions in africa i saw a very similar belief system not exactly the exact same but with the caste system that nobles became boas commoners became crocodiles and lower members as eels again a lot of reincarnation into animals not even just other people in different uh hierarchies same with uh, north north uh, guinea some of their sacred animals include monkeys snakes crocodiles they all believe which are the souls of their, their lost one a couple ones that i thought were very interesting some cannibals in the pacific region thought eating the flesh would gain that person's soul and hand it to their own fact nick i'm pretty sure we touched on that in cannibalist which you should check out in backyard philosophy or unless you listen to podcasts or on youtube but one i absolutely adore is in japan and it's called shinoto or shinoto shinto it is called shinto it yep can't help you with that one s-h-i-n-t-o it is the sure soul or spirit that comes back only to meet a certain goal like to aid a family member through hard times or revenge yes sir yes please that sounds a vindictive spirit a vindictive soul coming back to seek revenge yeah i can get behind that and then the last one that i came across which i thought was quite unique for the region in alaska the tinglet t-l-i-n-g-i-t believe before every birth a reincarnated soul comes to the mother in a dream and asks the permission of the mother to be reborn which i thought was quite sweet quite poetic and it well seems like history is always repeating itself so not too far-fetched which i'll touch about later but nick any of them stand out to you uh they're all pretty cool i that is the last one you mentioned i'm not going to pronounce is pretty uh, interesting that one it's to me uh, it seems like a lot of these are ways of kind of dealing with death especially like the english sailors one like all like sailors come back as seagulls and so your your buddy who died on your long and difficult voyage he's seagulls that's something you're going to see all the time you know it's kind of like like he's still with you so it seems like as a way of dealing with that but then the uh, what was the last one the the uh arctic the tribe say it again tingle it yeah that one is seems like it's more focused on life and birth than, than death 
which the other ones are. I don't know if, if you know how many of these, so I guess it seems like how many of these move up like like we like her Hindu Hindu and uh or Buddhism and Jainism and like Pythagoras, what he thought, you know, after you lead so many lives you come back as a human the next step if you if you master it, now it's different for each one, that then you're you go into oblivion and you're you're done, you get what's called like a, a death like a I don't I don't know. You've won, I, I guess. I think I understand well, your question. Man, like you're trying to move for? up different uh, tier lists, different placements in life of having a good life or bad life. And yeah, but what's the word for when you when you you finish the final tier of the eight? Oh, oh God. Uh, well, well, I buy time for that. I'm going to answer your question because I don't remember the name off the top of my head. But from what I could tell from research, it was mainly. Asian and African cultures that believed in different tier lists and different movement of placement for reincarnation. That being said, there are still outliers, but a good percentage of both Asian and African tribes had their reincarnation of the ability to ascend in life and to descend into a different role, which... I thought was very interesting. I also thought it was very interesting that the caste system, which I highly associate with India, was also in different forms, very similar in Africa. Now, there were different caste systems, of course, everywhere across the world, you know, nobles, priests, stuff like that. But simply how the caste system was set up is quite similar. I would say brother and sister, which I thought was very interesting. I also thought it was very interesting how much the same animals were considered sacred, even across thousands of miles of ocean, like the crocodiles in North Guinea and in Madagascar. It's it's quite fascinating how humans all worship the same animals, and I guess it's a little daydreaming that we all want to become that animal. I mean, I assume we've all daydreamed of, oh, imagine if I come back as a bird and fly through the sky. Well, it's possible. Nick, did I buy you enough time to uh, find out what it's called? Well, they, I'm not going to pr- pronounce it, but I, once you get all the moksha, the all the four pillars, I guess, of Jainism, you become liberated, and then you you stop your your cycle. So uh, Jainists believe that there's eight million four hundred thousand birth situations. And not every time you come back as human, obviously, sometimes. Um, so they believe that you go through five types of bodies, earth bodies, water bodies, fire bodies, air bodies, and vegetable lives, which, and so you do get to experience what it's like to be a drop of rain. So that's kind of sweet. But so, cause, because they believe that every single thing is alive, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture, they walk around, they have like, uh, a little mask on so they don't actually accidentally inhale any bugs. They walk with a stick to scare bugs out of their path. Um, yeah, very... Uh, pacifist upon all living creatures. Pacifist, yes. Um, and then once they're liberated, the uh, the person, once you're, I don't know, the soul, once it's gone through all that and it's achieved... Um, like a, a clear conscious 
um, a, a correct view of the world, good conduct, uh, and all everything else, then they become liberated and they become omniscient, which is kind of like uh, Bill Murray and, and Caddyshack when he's asked, talking to the, the caddy. He's talking about, you know, caddying for the llama. He says, caddying for the Dalai Lama. He's talking about the Dalai Lama himself, 12th son of the Lama, <laughs> the flowing robes, the grace, bald striking. So I'm on the first tee with him. I give him the driver. He hauls off and whacks one. Big hitter the Lama. Long, into a 10,000-foot crevice, right at the base of this glacier. Do you know what the Lama says? Gunga, galunga. Gunga, gunga, lagunga. So he finished the 18th, and he's going to stiff me. And I say, hey, Lama, how about a little something, you know, for the effort, you know? And he says, oh, oh, there won't be any money. But when you die on your deathbed, you will receive total consciousness. So I got that going for me, which is nice. I mean, I guess technically if Bill Murray was Janus, and that was his 8,400,000th life, the Dalai Lama was just telling him how it is. <laughs> but I, uh, who knows? Bill Murray, haven't heard a bad thing about him. He could be getting total consciousness on his deathbed. <laughs> well, speaking of deathbed and something you said a little bit earlier, uh, the using reincarnation to deal with losing loved ones. Uh, Nick, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with this quote and it's quite dear to me but i'll say it nonetheless since you just did that beautiful caddyshack reference you are born twice and you die twice the first time you are born you enter this world the second time you are born is when you discover your purpose the first time you die is when your body is laid to rest and the second time is when the last person speaks your name seems like reincarnation like you said, was dealing with a lost loved one. I mean, we still deal with that today, not want to lose the memory of them. But also at the same time, making sure we want, we are immortal throughout the ages. And I do find it very interesting how all these different tribes beings deal with death through the reincarnation of, yes, you don't get to talk to them anymore, but who knows? They could be your, your pet dog. They could be x so treat what everything with respect it's quite a fascinating idea of dealing with death yeah well and then i think uh like 25 percent of americans believe in reincarnation now it doesn't specify what exactly they mean by that um it says women are more likely to believe in reincarnation than men and Democrats are more likely to believe than Republicans. It's kind of interesting. Um, but, again, I think it's in, it's about dealing with death, right? Like, if something happens, you're going to believe that that person not only is always there but coming back, which, I mean, how what are the odds it's their 8 millionth life, you know, 8 millionth, 400,000th life? They, they're probably coming back, right? <laughs> if I can touch on something you said before we get too far away from it, you brought up conservative and democratic i imagine a lot at least here in america a lot of conservatives are christian based and i would disagree that they don't believe in reincarnation 
and don't, don't get me wrong, I'm no expert in Christianity, but don't most create, uh, Christians, don't you all, like, believe that uh, on Judgment Day everyone comes back, like there's a resurrection? I mean, I'm probably going to offend some people here, but Jesus was sort of a zombie. He came back after being killed. So isn't that... I think reincarnation is taught... Your transmigration is coming back in a different body. There's a different word when it's the same body. I mean, it's. T- I think it's pretty close to the same thing. Close, but yet different, like a turtle and a tortoise. A turtle and a turtle. And a, a turtle. A tortoise and a turtle. Got it. A, a turducken and a duck turkey. <laughs> oh, I'm butchering. Yeah, I'm just going to move on. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to point that out that I think, I mean, even in early Christianity, I mean, not having your child. Well, there was the uh, the offshoot of Christianity, the Cathars, that do believe in reincarnation, but that's not a huge sect. Yeah, but I mean, with mostly for the reasons that you're saying. Yeah, but I mean, with the Catholics or uh, maybe it was before Catholics, with the tradition of unbaptized children being reincarnated reincarnated into birds until judgment day that's i grant i mean granted christianity took a lot of different faiths and kind of put them together i mean that's kind of what all religions do but yeah no i i agree that they are different with the judgment day but to me they're so similar that it's hard you got to bring them up at least in the conversation yeah and then also i mean i think probably at some point even if it's not due to religious beliefs, I think at some point in everyone's life, they're probably going to hold on to reincarnation just as a way of dealing with death, right? I mean, it's a pretty common, I mean, everyone's heard of it. And I don't think, I don't have the numbers, but I don't think the tw- that 25% of Americans are Buddhist or Jainist. I, I think they're just probably a good percentage of those are Catholics or you know Roman Catholics Protestants like the whatever some kind of Catholicism that just believes in reincarnation and that's funny enough I was listening to uh, for those of you who don't know I live in Oregon so not just uh, well everything's weird out here but no joke five in the morning four thirty in the morning today the radio station was talking about reincarnation people were calling in to talk about how they had been reincarnated with this like fake doctor it's crazy a lot of people believe believe in it and i think it's i think it's a little bit of both in america where i think there's a portion where it's you know to deal with coping but from the people on the phone, this is a terrible population sample because it's just people who called into a radio show. But I think it's people who wanted attention more than anything else. Yeah, Nick, also, what are the odds that right before doing an episode on reincarnation, on the radio, they're doing reincarnation? I I don't know. It was weird. I, Yeah, it was pretty pretty weird coincidence for sure. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Uh, I would also agree with your statement of a lot of people are doing it for seeking attention because the numbers I have are, it seems very small, which I don't think are accurate, but I I have a statistic that over 400 million people believe in reincarnation. I suspect that number's 
higher than that. And now it might be like a non-full belief, like they're not fully practicing. They just kind of have that idea of floating inside them, uh, almost agnostic if a word comes to mind. It it seems very similar to that, but because 400 million out of what, 7, 8 billion? I've, I'm losing track on how many humans there are on the planet. Uh, yeah, is that just... 400 million seems a low number for that. Especially, I think it's used a lot for a coping mechanism to deal with immortality and death. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. That seems low. I think that's low as well. And it, like you said, it may not be they don't full-blown believe you're going to go through the levels of karma and go through all that, but I'm sure most people believe in some form of coming back or life after death or or something. Well, Nick, you brought it up of some people on the radio believing in reincarnation, and... I was surprised on how many people in the 20th century said they were reincarnated and wanted to prove it, which is really weird to me, which was even weirder was it was mainly with kids. I don't know if you came across this in your research, Nick. Yeah, I did see a lot of kids. And again, I don't know. I think some of these, you know, the kids, and that, and this, like I said in the beginning of why it's usually a famous person, I think it's just like that's who the kids knew about. But I also think some of these, it seems like it's the parents pushing it on the kid. Um, I, I don't know. But either way, it, I did see it as common in kids. But I did hear full-grown adults call into the radio show to talk about their past lives. So that that seems like a drinking game. Every time uh, a radio host brings on people for reincarnation or they saw Bigfoot or something like that, that seems like a really easy drinking game. But sticking. Yeah, in Oregon, if you go, I don't know the station, but if you drive through Portland, there's an actual radio station that just only talks about UFO sightings and stuff like that. Okay, I'm good. That's uh, That's a little bit too much education for me. But sticking on with the child mentality of reincarnation one specific name and story that kept coming up in my research was of ryan Haymans. when he was four years old he began having dreams of being an old hollywood actor in the 1930s his parents thought they were you know night terrors brought him to a doctor yada 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 uh did some research came across this old book, went flipping through the book, and the kid goes, oh, that's him. Oh, that's my friend Richard, and be next to him, stuff like that. It seems a little uh, wives' tale to me. Granted, this happened in, like, the 1970s or 80s, I believe. Maybe a little even closer to modern times, but it, mm, it seems a little far-fetched for me, but he was the most popular story I saw about this. And sticking on that, uh, young children believing or having stories of being reincarnated tend to be the normal group that identifies with reincarnation. Jimmy B. Tucker, a professor at UVA Medical Center's Division of Practical Studies. Boy, that is a mouthful. Come up with a different name. That is a terrible name for... Yeah, that's just a terrible name. Come up with it. Study children about having memories of past lives. He found on the average age group was between two and six, which I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't deal with a lot of kids. Uh, I'm not quite sure 
how you tell the two-year-olds telling the truth if they're being reincarnated like it seems like that's a really far stretch also that 60 percent of the children that claimed to have past lives were boys and 70 percent had claimed violent or unnatural deaths uh there was a statistic of 20 percent of those kids were born with a uh, scar birthmark deficiency some sort i kind of dismiss that that seems like if you're studying, you know, X-bound people, 20% are going to have some type of scar or something like that. That just seems, I'm pointing out because it's a statistic, but I feel like it's a misleading statistic. And I also think it's very important to note that most children stop believing in reincarnation or believe they were reincarnated at age six, which happens to coincide with a different stage in a child's development for their brain because at age six, the brain switches different type of development for its brain, which I find both odd and not surprising at the same time. What about you, Nick? How do you feel about that? Yeah, I I believe that, and then I I again I I I really think a lot of this is something that's brought on more by the the parents than the kids. I I think a, a parent way to draw attention to their kid or, or something. Yes, that too. And also, like, I mean, I imagine you, as well as I did as a kid, would watch, like, Zorro or something like that and run around the room pretending we're Zorro. And kids trying to fit in, try different language, trying to literally absorb everything in this new world they were just thrown into. I don't know, might see an old movie poster, might see a historical document, might see a newspaper. And they try mimicking that because that's just how humans work. We try to learn adapt and become yeah i mean how many you know han solos do you see walking around on halloween i know i was one of them <laughs> nick you're still doing that let's be honest was <laughs> clint eastwood last year well not clint eastwood i guess as the josie wales Ooh, nice 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 uh did you sneak up on anybody <laughs> i did not um but i had another story to read off of uh i'm sure you came across this one is from the early 2000s um this kid james leninger is the kid's name and, and he believed that he was a world war ii fighter pilot and he thought he he'd wake up like you're saying night terrors that he was falling and he loved airplanes and everyone bought a new airplanes and his favorite was the corsair and he could name all kinds of planes, like Mustangs and Corsairs and Spitfires. Like, he, he'd go to the museums, they look at the planes. Like, he loved planes. Why? Because he's three years old. <laughs> uh, but like I said, he had these nightmares where he thought that he was falling. And this, his parents said that the age of three to four was kind of the peak of his remembrance he was able to tell his parents that he uh, crashed near Iwo Jima and that he gave him a partial name, supposedly, that the, he'd been on the aircraft carrier in Natoma Bay. No, he just said Natoma, and they pieced together there was an actual aircraft carrier called the Natoma Bay. And, um, you know, this whole time that, and then they'd ask the experts, supposedly, would ask the kids questions, and he'd be like, oh, my Corsair was always getting flat tires 
which is apparently like a little known fact about Corsairs, but I really think a three-year-old could have picked this up from, you know, watching a documentary on Corsairs or going to the museum. I mean, people, and the, the main reason, they, they showed him a cockpit. Supposedly you could tell him what all the buttons and stuff did. Um, but this is where it, it gets kind of cringy for me. His parents took him to a reunion for the Natoma Bay, like the the World War II veterans who served on that on the Natoma Bay, they took this kid there as the reincarnation of I forget the guy's last names, but it was James something was the uh, actual man who died, who they think that this kid was the what's it called reincarnation of, and. It turns out, so the kid kind of started doing this, and the dad did a deep dive into, you know, World War II history and stuff and found out, you know, the actual name. But the mother was, she'd already, like, read books on past life kind of stuff, like, you know, reincarnation stuff, and then had written to one of the authors about her son, and the author was like, oh, like, really, like, help him lean into it, try and, like, you know, bring his memories back and stuff essentially saying that force this kid to be this guy um yeah because everyone wants to relive their war memories right well it it turns out you know the the aircraft carrier the natoma bay never actually flew corsairs so that's like a big kind of nail in that coffin um hey nick can i so yeah can i tell you something uh you know what you know the story just smells like to me it just i can't believe oh that's what it is it just smells all like such bullshit absolute bullshit i'll let's be honest kids nowadays you hand them a smartphone they'll figure out in like 30 seconds yeah and that's what's like to be fair this was in 2000 where you didn't have smartphones but i'm sure you could watch any of the millions of world war ii documentaries and figure this out history channel that was back when the History Channel was history. <laughs> I miss those days. Uh, Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> oh, man. That's, man, you just gave me, like, cable TV flashbacks. Uh, but, yeah, um, yeah, kids, I mean, a developing brain, I mean, what, your brain doesn't stop developing until you're 26 or something like that? You you are a sponge, at a young age to learn and pick up so much i imagine if you're bringing around museums the kid likes planes something he's interested in he's gonna learn so much on that uh to the parents who brought him to a world war ii reunion uh fuck you those men are heroes and that's kind of disgraceful that that actually kind of pissed me off there nick i that was very cringy yeah, that was that was super cringy. Not as cringy as you know what the parents did after that. I don't want I I don't want to know, but I want to know. Please, please. Book deal. Oh, surprise, surprise! You know, let's make some money off of it. Yeah. So, and again, it's just kind of like everyone, like you, I, you re- like we ran across a lot of weird shit doing this episode. But everything I heard about people who believe they had been reincarnated either used to be like 
oh, I was Cleopatra or I was whatever. Like I was, uh, fuck. oh, I was, I had an, in my past life, I had an affair with like Charlemagne or like I had, um, you know, I was uh, Churchill or, or just something. Or if it's not that, it's, I, re I remember this like I'm literally the reincarnate of my great great grandfather. I remember this tool he used. I used it when I was new, and I could remember all this stuff. And then I found it in a closet, and it brought all these flashbacks. Like it's it's never someone unknown. No one no one is like, oh man, I have all these memories of being the guy who shovels the shit in London in like fourteen whatever or like eighteen forty three. I was the I was the shit shoveler of London on Broad Street. Like, no, no one's ever that. Everyone's either famous or someone they know. This that is like the craziest thing to me. A lot of red flags. Uh, yeah, I did come across one story that made me put a little bit more faith into it because he wasn't the shit shoveler, but how blunt he was, like how unimportant he was, kind of made me go, huh. He's not trying to sell, like, I can't remember which, I think he was a Roman legionary or something like that. He goes, yeah, I was a shit shoulder, uh, shit shoulder soldier and, uh, was marching around, wasn't moved up the totem pole. And then I got my ass kicked by the gulls and then I died. And I'm like, and didn't seek any book. It might not have been Roman. It might've been, you know, Greek or something like that, but didn't seek any book deals. He just goes, I just remember marching a lot with the roman uh legion and i remember the battle and i remember getting my ass kicked i'm like okay you're not trying to sell me anything you're not trying to earn any money and you're being honest that you got your ass kicked that's like the only story i came across nick of a guy not being a famous person reincarnated like an, even with the uh 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 the ryan hamas he was a hollywood extra in the movies in the 1930s which is still kind of a big deal you know I mean but a basic soldier gets their ass kicked a little bit more believable but still still kind of grasping at straws if you ask me yeah well i mean i guess this this james kid was still a just a soldier but i think he was more interested in the airplanes because i mean it's the corsair Who's not interested in the Corsair? It's such a beautiful plane. I'm. I'll be honest. I'm. Uh, I'm a little bit more in love with the Spitfire than I am the Corsair. I. I like that British Spitfire so much. Uh, oh, I'd have to go the Mustang over the Spitfire. Really? Ooh, I might have to argue with that off air. Uh, yeah. I'd go Corsair, Mustang, Spitfire. For me, Spitfire, Mustang, Corsair. All right. Well, I agree to disagree. Let's just call it. Let's just call it. <laughs> this, this podcast is over. But I also thought it was very interesting. Not different. Uh, this is going back from ancient to modern. Not all agree that everybody gets reincarnated. Some and most believe only certain people get reincarnated. Which begs the question what happens to everyone else and also begs the question of why those people might be because only famous important people get reincarnated nick maybe that's why 
all those famous people keep coming back from the dead, which seems like the beginning of a, a zombie movie. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's, oh, I wouldn't want to live in a, a world of just, <laughs> just Hollywood actors. That's like, kill me now. Um, I do, since I don't know, I guess when to bring this up, speaking of famous people being reincarnated, uh, you know how there's been multiple Dalai Lamas and how they choose the new Dalai Lama. I don't know if you're familiar with that because I'm about to go into it. Not with choosing, but I do know, uh, I, from re-choosing, I know that a certain group, can't remember the name, goes around trying to find the new Dalai Lama. Uh, but I do know, yes, that the Dalai Lama has been in many forms. So the Dalai Lama, the Lama, as Bill Murray calls him, when he, uh, when, the, when the Dalai Lama dies, he comes back most likely as a human, and his aides, who have spent like almost their entire life with them, have to go and look at these groups of people, uh, these kids. And depending on certain conditions, they can be found in certain places. Most usually, they're found in Tibet. The last one was the only one found in Mongolia. Um, but they identify. <laughs> wait, they, wait, wait! Before you get into that, on, I have a joke. Uh, what happens okay. if they accidentally chose the reincarnation of Genghis Khan instead of the Dalai Lama? Sorry. Well, then uh, a somewhat peaceful religion was <laughs> going to be turned into the opposite of that. <laughs> I'd be like, that's a comedy skit right there. Sorry, Nick. Please continue. Well, it, it's going to get funnier, not because of this, but because of our favorite place to shit on. <gasps> California? China. Oh, yeah. Okay. Also, second favorite. Well, mm-hmm. All right. Favorite internationally. There. there we go. Um, so... The, his aides go and they have to vet to make sure that this person is, in fact, the reincarnation of the Dalai Lama. So China banned reincarnation. Of course they did. Of course they did. Mostly so that... and, and this Wait, is, I'm sorry. Doesn't China have a large population of Buddhist, Hinduism, and uh, uh, J- uh, Jasonites? Janus. Janus. Uh, yeah, but China doesn't give a shit. Um, <laughs> so they banned reincarnation mostly so that when the the this Dalai Lama dies, they're going to insert. They're basically saying we're going to pick the next Dalai Lama, and I don't know about literally anyone in the world, but the last person I trust, the last place I trust to pick like the world's spiritual leader in kindness and the uh, Dalai Lama means like soothing ocean, like, uh, like a uh, ocean of calm. Um, the last place I would go to pick some kind of person like that would be the Chinese communist party. So they basically want to install their own Dalai Lama and the current Dalai Lama said, well, I'm just not coming back until Tibet is free of China rule. And if I do am forced to come back, I'm going to come back as like an animal or something so that they don't have to, you know, be don't basically just so I don't give China any power is a way of saying there is there will be no Dalai Lama while China still rules Tibet. Well, if he dies, he's got to be careful. He comes back an animal and China's still a rule because he might end up in a wet market. Uh, 
Also, I can also see China electing Kim Jong-un as the Dalai Lama, which is an oxymoron, an irony. I am not sure the appropriate language for that, but god damn. Why can't people just let other people do their shit? If it's not hurting anyone, just let them do them. Well, it's China, so that's literally the opposite of what they do. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't... I did not know that was currently happening with the uh, Tibetan people and the Chinese people, which doesn't surprise me, but is also very sad at the same time. Yep, they've been a just a real dick in basically <laughs> every single episode we've done. <laughs> oh. Well, Nick, I don't know if you have any more current events, but surprisingly enough, I have some interesting points to defend reincarnation i'm not sure if you have anything else before i get into that no that's pretty much everything i wanted to say so a psychologist or a philosopher wasn't not quite sure can't quite remember brought up a very good point this is kind of me uh mushing it together but it pretty much it's paraphrased like this if a chinese woman was to say she was reincarnated from a celtic woman and I was able to identify and tell where a piece of, I don't know, pottery, jewelry was buried and tell archaeologists so they go and find it. And the archaeologists, using their scientific data, discover that it has not been touched for, I don't know, 10,000 years, whatever. That still wouldn't be enough evidence for reincarnation. Surprisingly enough, uh, there has been in times in history where people took a wild guess and were right. Also, with the Celtic people, I believe Celtics were only in the UK. So it's a small island, so there's only so many places things can hide. But that's just an example. It's Well, also, like, so just we do this in forestry all the time where I can look at a topographic map and I can tell you whether there's fish in that stream or not, not having been there. You can get pretty just subtle clues from looking at a map of saying, is this a place where people could live? And if you think it's a place people could live, be like, yeah, there's probably pottery there. Yes, but his the philosopher or psychologist was a lot more specific. Like, um, not giving the exact geographic points, but being like, uh, 300 meters from this tree under this black rock. And if you dig one foot down in this area, there'll be a black rock underneath that black rock, et cetera, et cetera. Still wouldn't be enough to prove reincarnation exists. Cause well, I, yeah. Cause, well, I just curious. I I wonder, is it one of those places like Italy where you can't go like thirty feet without finding relics too? Well, isn't that kind of everywhere in the entire world? <laughs> well, it's really bad. I mean, I guess not bad, but it's there's a lot of history in Europe more so than in the United States. True, but then when they were rebuilding. Uh, doing the memorial for 9-11 towers find like whale bones or mammoth bones so history is everywhere just absolutely everywhere but the point of the conversation being what would it take to prove reincarnation exists and before i hand this question over to you nick because i'm not quite sure i want to go back to what we were talking about a little bit with the kids being associated with reincarnation the human mind and consciousness is a very intriguing and intricate piece in this universe. 
one could argue that the brain is still fresh from being into a slumber state and still not fully awake where it could be corrupted by the outside world that could connect with the spiritual world, the past world, which not fully agree with. But another debate, especially with children, is dreams. Your dreams is a tap into the unconscious, a tap into a whole other universe. So perhaps that's how we navigate through time, is through our dreams. So a person believing they are reincarnated might not be that exact person, but simply because time is a singularity, you're using your dreams to peek into a different dimension of the universe to witness time at a different point. And being how simple the human brain simple the human brain is, but yet still so complicated, perceives time as one specific person rather than a whole. So that's what they think they are. They think they're reincarnated as blah, blah, blah. Hence why a lot of kids think they're reincarnated as a famous person. Because, you know, you're traveling at all of human history in a single moment. You're not going to choose, as Nicholas says, a shit shoveler in England. You're going to choose someone, at least uh, some note. Granted, take this all with a grain of salt because I kind of believe it to be hockey puck, but I am curious about your opinion, Nick, on that. So, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he did, uh, let's search for it sometime. He He's like the one of the leading experts in reincarnation. Basically, he goes around and interviews all those kids and and stories and tries to verify them. And he's dead now. I would not use the word expert then. I would use the word enthusiast at the most. Well, he he isn't he's he never said if he believed it or not. He just basically gathered evidence. Um he's not respected because like we mentioned it's kind of like a hoaxy field um however it seems like people have respect of his methods if not the content of so he he interviewed i think in his lifetime over 2500 people who said that they had like past lives interviewed him and in fact check everything and he published all of it and when he died he left uh, a lock with a numeric code that he memorized. Like he would say it like multiple times a day to only himself, so that he was the only one who knew. And then inside, I think the lock he put, you know, like a note explaining what what is what it is, so that in the hopes of when he gets reincarnated, he can unlock it and prove reincarnation. Now, it would have to be now if. if someone did unlock it, it had to be proven that this person had no contact with the, the guy who, who locked it, right? So some time would have to pass. But, and that'd still be kind of hokey. I mean, and but this is the hard part, right? Like, when uh, Carl Sagan asked the Dalai Lama what they would do if science disproved reincarnation... And the Lama said, well, Tibetan Buddhists would have to alter their religion. He asked, well, even if it's a, really, like a central tenet, like reincarnation, would you still have to alter your religion? And the Dalai Lama said, it will be really hard to disprove reincarnation. It's hard to prove and it's hard to disprove, which is, I think is why it stuck around so long. I, I really don't know 
it w- it would have to be pretty convincing, right? Like it would have to be a person who came back who could recount something that's so accurate that we can back up, but you know didn't know about it. Like like we said, the story with the kid who was the pilot. Corsairs never flew on an aircraft carrier, or like something like that. Like, and then there's the hard part is. You know, what if it's someone being reincarnated from a time of way before? And then the hard part is it doesn't mesh with our theory of evolution. So we'd have to literally change our theory of evolution. It would take a lot, I think, to prove it. And I don't know exactly what the circumstances would be to to get me to believe like 100% that I'm going to die and come back. And then my other question with that is, what's the point, right? Like a lot of these, you know, as you go through, eventually you get total consciousness. You, it seems like the ideal would be to be good enough to come back as a human every time and do that until you get bored. Maybe that's, you know, what happens after eight, the eight million lives you lead. But it doesn't, it, to me, it doesn't, it doesn't mesh with everything else. So now I think another important part of why we believe in reincarnation is because. We do it without even thinking. So think about the changing of the seasons, how trees die and come back. Well, they don't die and come back. They go into a stage of dormancy. But we throw around the words like they're back. So, you know, we'll spray a unit for invasive weeds and they'll come back and be like, oh, the weeds are back. Well, they're not back. It's just a new batch of weeds. It's, you know, new seeds that sprouted. But I think we just have this language in our culture just from all of this, that it's just that they're in the back of your head, that it's always there, that we'll never really be able to get rid of it. And I don't even think we really want to get rid of it. But again, I also don't, it's one of those things I don't think you could really prove either. Yes and no. I hopefully, within probably four or 500 years, we'll be able to tap into what the brain visualizes and be able to identify truth from fiction so maybe maybe at that point but i'll be honest with you nick if reincarnation is real i don't want to come back as a human humans are kind of shitty creatures there's a lot more cooler stuff i want to come back as like let me be like the first you know t-rex back in what 10.3 million years or something like that let me let me let me have something a little bit more uh cool Something a little bit more different, something a little bit more unique. But to argue with that, I did come up and across a very convincing argument. If the simulation theory is to be correct, that we're all in a simulation, well, game developers, movie writers, storytellers, in some shape or form, always somehow reuse a character that they developed. Video game characters get reskinned, remapped, and put in a new location. Still kind of this basic code of how they operate, how they act, personality. Same with, you know, movies. A director might like an actor because his certain style might reuse him in a different role, different scenery, but still the same actor kind of do the same bit. And if it's simulation theory tends to be true... Reincarnation could just be simply the developers of the simulation reusing characters in a different skin. 
and the transfer of code over from one character to another kind of gets corrupted like transferring a file so you remember a little bit of the past or you remember the old file location so to speak which sounds a very assassin's creedy to me which i love that game but yeah because bioware does that right I was thinking Mass Effect, maybe. Uh, I was thinking Ubisoft Assassin's Creed of going through your ancestors with uh, the history through your DNA. I was, and to me, the first thing talking about how, you know, like, uh, oh my gosh, we're blanking on the name. Video game, what's the uh, simulation theory? Simulation theory, saying about if life was a simulation, like, holy shit, EA designed this one because it is fucking expensive out there today. <laughs> But I see what you're saying of, you know, like, um, shoot, what Westworld, where the characters die and they just fix them up, put them back in, or the robots die, fix them up, put them back in. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. You don't have to design a whole new character, just reskin them. I mean, throw them back in. Even change up the code a little bit, like make their anger a little bit higher or their intelligence a little bit higher. Just simple tweaks can change a whole person. Yeah, definitely. I just, I guess I never, never thought about that before. So it's going to take me a minute to get a semi-decent answer. Well, to buy you some time, because I, the more in-depth I go of how smart and yet dumb we are as humans, makes me believe we are capable of creating a simulation that you can't tell the difference. So... I mean, I imagine if I'm making a video game and I'm a previous developer, I would simply, why start from scratch? Why not take some other characters and, you know, they have the pivot points, the movement, and just simply, you know, change their location, the time period, and the theme, and just reuse that character. It seems very easy for me to do. But it also begs the question, can you turn down reincarnation I, it, well hold on so that actually ties in really well with pythagoras's i almost said theorem it's not theorem <laughs> a squared plus <laughs> hypothesis so pythagoras proposed that everything revolves in a cyclical cycle and we see that in nature their wildfires have a cyclical cycle weather patterns have a cyclical cycle and to a certain extent, viruses and wars have somewhat of a cyclical cycle. Now, he, the human-caused events are not as cyclical as the nature events. For the longest time, yeah, for the longest time, wildfires were like a clock. You could set your big calendar by them. Every hundred years, you had this big event. Every thousand years, you had this giant event. You had these events every few years. Now, like you're saying, if we just reuse the same characters, that's essentially the same, right? The same cycle, just new skin, which is exactly what Pythagoras was saying, is that it's just everything's just repeating itself. So he said history repeats itself before history. Which I kind of agree on with that statement, but in the context of reincarnation, I kind of disagree with. I... I truly believe history just repletes itself and we do the same thing over and over again, but simply in a, in a new skin and a new theme. But goddamn, us humans, we're good at repetitions. Yeah, definitely. So 
Pythagoras speak of the devil, he actually, now to be fair, I don't really know how many celebrities they had, but in his, he thought in his past life he was a fisherman and a not very good soldier and something else, which is weird because it seems like everyone who came back as a soldier wasn't a very good one. Well, I guess if you're coming back as a soldier. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um... I guess. But it's... So I guess that was a more average one. Now, I don't know what kind of celebrities you have before, like, 538, before Christ. I mean, this is Athens, if I believe correctly. At least, I think so. Uh, I mean, you have demigods, uh, gladiators, you uh, have uh, demi- uh, I, I don't think they'd take kindly if you just said you were a god, though. No, in a past life I was a demigod. I could sort of see that. I can, I mean, to say that you were a god would mean to, that gods can die, which n- they don't want to admit. But a demigod? Maybe. A chariot racer? Maybe. Some, something along the lines, or even if we move up in the history line with uh, Rome, you can say, oh, I was there when the two brothers were sucking on the wolf's teeth or something like that. Yeah, and you just watched it? <laughs> it's even weirder. I mean, this is ancient Greek and ancient Romans, so having gods f- fuck humans as animals is kind of a common thing. So I wouldn't say it's out of the realm of possibility at this time, Nick. Good point, good point. What do we even have to thank the Romans for? <laughs> Aqueducts, clean water, healthcare. Besides those things, peace, peace. Ugh, who wants peace? Oh, good old Mighty Python. I fucking love it. But going back to another question of mine is, what if you don't want to be reincarnated? I mean, you said everything's a cycle, but all cycles can be broken in one form or another. All cycles must have an end, eventually. I mean, even the universe is eventually going to end. So, why... I mean, some faiths believe that you can choose... Like, not all people get reincarnated. So, why can't you choose not to be reincarnated? Imagine a noble in, say, northern India wants to be reincarnated. But he was an asshole his entire life. So, he can be reincarnated as a viper or or a different scenario where he doesn't get reincarnated granted you could argue that they don't know what they could be reincarnated as until they do they might think they're a good person but it turns out they weren't which also brings the question nick who decides in the karma system if you're good or not because religions have changed over the years consistently like stoning people to go against the you know your your faith was common, which is now not common. So who decides what the karma system is? It's pretty simple, Mike. You go up to heaven, they put your soul on a scale, and if you're lighter than a duck, (laughs) you get reincarnated. You just just combine three religions and Mighty Python together. You, sir... That deserves a round of applause. Watch too much Mighty Python? No, it just... That's just amazing. You 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 combined reincarnation, Christianity, uh, well, Christianity, Christianity, and ancient Egyptian uh, Book of the Dead with Monty Python. That that is impressive, my friend. That is absolutely impressive. So, uh, like like you said, <clears throat> with 
like Janus and and Buddhist, you're you're judged on Earth, and you get to decide if you you don't decide, but someone your karma system decides. But the goal of that is to not come back, right? Like the final goal there is to you have to essentially win life. You have to become conscious and all these things. You have to do certain tasks. You have to like uh, you know you you become so mindful of everything that you can then become enlightened and then you can pass on. Now, and then that stops a cycle. So I guess the the motivation is you do good and you don't have to come back. But it just it's it seems weird to me that we would have a whole cycle and a whole goal based on not coming back when no like that would make sense to me if we remembered our past lives. Like if we knew what we did and we just got sick of coming back again and again, you would work to be good. But just it doesn't make sense to me to not want to come back if you don't remember what happened previously. Now maybe hypothetically you go up to let's say purgatory for now. You don't know what quite where you're going. Give it a fake name. I don't know how this works. And uh, then you get to see all of your past lives and then make a decision if you want to come back or not. Now then maybe I could understand of being like forced to come back or not because what, you know, you go up there and you think you're this hot shot and then you go up and it's like, oh, <laughs> you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh I kind of, I, I like that analogy and thought process, Nick, but I also have a question that you made me just think of. How does a snake do good? If you get reincarnated as like a crocodile, a praying mantis, in what form does a praying mantis do good in its life? Like, how do you move up when you're not a conscious creature? Um. So, I don't know about Buddhist and... Janus, but so for Pythagoras, who was kind of the first one to talk about this, so animals, anima, animus comes from Latin, which means alive, and then uh, and being comes from a soul, I think. So basically, Pythagoras said that you you can't make conscious decisions unless you're. Uh, like a human being and that's then that's the only time you're able to make conscious decisions until then you are you're unconscious so I don't know how you move up I think it's more like the intro levels right like you're doing the tutorial you know hold a to jump identify this hold x to respond (laughs) yeah hold x to respond rb to toggle weapons like that's what the the animal levels are, right? You're learning the controls, the gameplay, the tutorial, the world. And then when you get up to, you know, that, that human, that mammal level maybe, that's when you can start playing the game. And that's when you uh, you can start making decisions. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you move up. I mean, the only thing that comes to the top of my head is... If you're a rattlesnake and you rattle every time before you you bite someone defensively, because I appreciate that, and I wish they would do it more. Now that's if it's cold, then you're you're sol. But I do appreciate that rattlesnake. So tip of my hat to you for letting me know you're you're there. 
uh, from a person who lives in Texas. Uh, yes, thank you, Rattlesnake, for rattling. You have saved me more than three times, so uh, keep rattling your uh, rattlers. But uh, I, I, I don't know. It just seems like an animal rattling its tail is just kind of in its DNA. It's his basic instinct to warn, like, hey, motherfuckers, I will bite you if you come near me. It's not really a conscious decision. It's almost uh, instinct, not choice. I don't know. It just seems really weird to me how an animal would have the ability, the decision-making, and the free will to choose to do something for a good of others than rather its own self-interest. It seems very constitutive to animal nature, even human nature, to do something that is not in one's self-interest. Yeah, and but you you've seen examples of animals being kind to one another, um, and and to people as well. Like there's examples of birds helping other bird. Like so, say a you know another female bird died, another female bird will watch her eggs and the other bird's eggs, keep them both warm and fed, or dogs you know helping possums or, or whatever elephants. so elephants have helped so many creatures yeah well they don't really care for humans too much not anymore <laughs> we kind of ruined that uh relationship um so i guess you you know there there is kindness in the animal kingdom so is that enough to move to the next level i don't know <laughs> this isn't my level this isn't my expertise i didn't really think about what would warrant moving up but I guess it's got to be pretty small, right? I mean, the scale of going like from mouse to rat can't be that big. Now, maybe going from rat to to humans a pretty big jump, but who knows? You know, and then and then dolphin would be human dolphin, right? Because dolphins, aliens from outer space. Yeah. Uh, I came up with an analogy, which I think fits quite well what we're just talking about, because it has to deal with the snake and karma. And now stay with me. This analogy is a little bit out of there, but I think it's quite fitting. So all those listening, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to picture a snake. Imagine a snake in a circle, just about to start eating itself. A continuous loop of a snake eating its own tail. The harder the snake bites, the more venomous the snake is, the more greedy the snake is, the more it consumes of its own body the more it goes down and ships away itself, the more karma it collects in a negative effect to remove itself, to take bits of parts of itself away. Now also imagine that snake, the tip of its tail, more in control, less feminist, less aggressive, more control, and therefore being in more control, less feminist, less greedy, eats far less of itself. Hell, it might not even eat any of itself. It might just be a full circle. Completion. One could say ascension. That's how I quite feel with a symbolism for resurrection and... Well, not resurrection. Reincarnation and karma. The more... You know, the more aggressive you are in both many forms, the more you take away from yourself. The more at peace the more calm 
And the more you're willing to accept and be grateful for what you have, the less you are willing to take away from yourself. I don't know, this might be a crazy analogy, but I came up with this analogy, Nick, and I'm curious on what your opinion and feelings are on it. So essentially, you are Leia talking to Vader, saying the more you tighten your grasp, the more planets slip through your fingers? Yes, I was about to make a sex joke there with later uh, Vader choking Leia, but it's too far for me because they're technically father and daughter. Thanks for the update on that one. You know, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> Couple decades late, but you know, spoiler alert. Yeah, I mean, I think that's. I feel like that's a lesson people learn in life. I feel like that's ap- applicable. I don't know why, but when I visualize reincarnation, I almost vision the clock and the clock being different animals on it, and then it transforms into a snake eating its own tail. I don't know what that says about my psychology, but a snake eating its own tail seems like a very good representation to me for karma slash reincarnation. And I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt singing lead vocals for Leonard Skinner, and I'm in the front row, and I'm hammered drunk. <laughs> Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Ugh. That's that's that, that's all I could think of when you were talking about that. Glad to know your mind wanders. Glad to know. I uh, hey, deaf ears is uh, better than no ears. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. Reincarnation is weird to me. As much as there's so much overwhelming evidence of it, there's still a glimmer of hope. It's like free will. As much as you don't want free will to uh, not exist, there's still so much overwhelming evidence you still have hope and i guess that's kind of the same with reincarnation oh it's still in the box isn't it hope never got out pandora's box at the very bottom pandora's there was box. hope yeah. poor pandora technically it was a vase, well but you know so uh well okay yeah i, I, I think you're right but I, I don't understand how you close a vase how do you think they stored their grain and liquor how you think they stored wine? It's called a cork, Nick. Yeah, but didn't the didn't it break? Didn't the vase in the story the vase broke? No, uh, right. if I remember no. correctly, Zeus gave Pandora the the vase and uh, told uh, Pandora not to release it. Pandora ended up releasing it and was not able to put back all the evils into it. I think that was the main thing. Copy. So, do you believe in reincarnation? Fuck no but I'm hopeful. I'll be honest, my so, my heaven... So what are you coming back as? Oh, God. I am probably coming back as bubblegum on someone's shoe. But if I had to choose to be come back as a reincarnation, maybe, maybe like a killer whale or a blue whale, a last of the giants, something strong, noble, but yet peaceful at the same time. Don't know. What about you, Nick? Do you believe in reincarnation? And if you do or don't, what do you think you would come back as? I I don't really, because it doesn't... I don't think it makes sense from an evolutionary standpoint, but I, who knows? It could all be wrong. Um, but if it is real, I'm definitely coming back as a tree, so I can... Uh, and then I'm going to get cut down at 40 years old. No, 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 no. Which is... You're gonna give me the ripe old age, but that's why you got to be tough on tree planters because 
it could be old foresters getting planted. <laughs> Nick, you're going to be a tree at a dog park, and I'm going to leave your imagination no, at probably. that. <laughs> probably. Probably. So, I'd have to be a tough fucking tree. There's a lot of chemicals getting sprayed out by those dogs. <laughs> I was thinking about what the dog does when it lifts his leg, but, you know, you do you. Well, there's just too much urea nitrogen that is not good for uh for for trees that's why they have only a certain kind of species of trees get planted in dog parks and in cities because they can survive super compacted soil that's also mixed with like just straight dog piss and uh, motor oil fun 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 actually can i change my answer instead of a whale can i uh can i change my answer nick yeah, yeah, I'm the one who decides what you come back as, so I'll I'll allow it. Can I come back as a star, a sun? Denied. Oh, sorry. Can I come back as a moon? Yeah. No, fuck it. No, That's it's no star moon. or nothing. It's... That's a space station. <laughs> <laughs> no, I rather I want to be a star to either go out as a big explosion and send my iron and stardust throughout the universe to be made into other things. Or simply implode and come into a black hole and swallow and destroy everything that comes near me. Either or. Or sit sit there and do fucking nothing for most of your life. Yeah, that sounds like a win-win all around. I'm down. Well, you got anything else? Uh, Just one question. This is probably for our listeners. Uh, well, actually, multiple questions then if it's for our listeners. Uh, what do you think reincarnation is? Do you think... You'll be reincarnated as something. If so, what is? And if the universe is going to end eventually, what do you think happens to all those reincarnated beings? What happens at the end? The very end. And Nick, if they wanted to give us their answers, where would they find us? Find us on Instagram and YouTube at Backyard Philosophy Podcast. And not Twitter, because I imagine Twitter's reincarnated as Hitler or something, right? Uh, let's see. The what would be the worst Hitler? Huh. Twitter is the reincarnation of Stalin, maybe. That's a good, Stalin's. That's a good. Probably one. pretty worse. That's a pretty horrible. You, you movie. got you got censorship. <laughs> I mean, you got the whole whole thing there. Yeah, I I agree with that statement. And also out of curiosity, when not talking about censorship and reincarnation, uh, what books are you reading, Nick? I'm reading Sex, Death, and Fly Fishing by John Girock. What about you? I am reading Napoleon by Andrew Roberts. And uh, I'm going to be reading one this one for a while. This is a very long, I think it's actually longer than Fountainhead, and very in-depth book. But hopefully at the end of this, I will learn far more than about Napoleon than I wanted to know, which is the end goal, I assume. Awesome. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Thanks for listening to the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We rarely finish a podcast without missing a point we wanted to bring up, so let us know what we forgot. And if you have a topic you want us to talk about, let us know at Backyard Philosophy on Instagram 